0: Today on the TMZ Podcast. Welcome to the TMZ Podcast. Harvey Levin here. And Jason. So we're going to talk about uh, two things today. Uh, I want to start with Justin Bieber. Uh, He has canceled the remaining part of his uh, world tour. Um, This is the Justice World Tour. He's canceled in a bunch of countries. Um, This is interesting to me. And I'll tell you why. And it has to do with the dinner that I had on Sunday night. Mm. So, Justin has really been through it, and he has been having a lot of mental struggles, physical
1: issues. Remember, he had a partially paralyzed face. He had this syndrome that... This is the same tour that's been canceled a few times. First, by the pandemic, by COVID, then because he had the partial paralysis in his face.
0: And then he had COVID himself, right. and, and so it's been dogged. But now, uh, he, has, he has pulled the plug. And this is in Australia, Europe, it's a lot of places. Mm-hmm. So... You know, Justin has canceled a tour prior to this as well, I remember, right in the middle. So the, my gut here is, is Justin Bieber is not going to tour again this way because it is exhausting, it is difficult, and this brings me to my dinner. Mm. So do you remember, gosh, like eight years ago, um, a student from Yale invited me to go out there and speak? I do. And I... Um, I had uh, dinner with the woman who uh, invited me, who is now a lawyer in the music industry. And she um spent a lot of time talking to me about the way she practices law. She says that there is a moral side, and this to me, is a real gen Z thing, mm. um and not in a bad way, um that she she really feels that there is a moral component to representing very young artists in the music business. And she wasn't pointing to anybody in particular, but generally that a lot of these very young stars um, who would blow up and make huge amounts of money, um, that they are just treated like chattel. Yep. And the record industry, in all parts of the record industry, they just say, go, 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 right. because they're, they have limited shelf lives And while they're young and while they're popular, you they want the the industry wants to make as much money as they possibly can. And it is often to the detriment of the artist to the point where they have breakdowns. Mm -hmm. Uh, They can have physical breakdowns, mental breakdowns or both. And this person is telling me that she will make this a centerpiece of the way she represents people. It's almost part lawyer, part therapist. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she counsels them. She advises them. She listens to them. And she feels very strongly that Somebody needs to put the brakes on the music industry. This is not a new phenomenon. I mean, this is going on back, you know, with Judy Garland, you know, many, many years. pushing
1: young stars to do uh, outrageous amounts of work. And
0: even giving them, you know,
1: in in her case, they were giving them drugs to stay up and all this. Because to your point, the vast majority of young musicians who do well are really don't always, that career doesn't go on forever. So there's a lot of. You got to do it now. Incentivizing them to make as much money as possible, despite the physical and mental tolls it's taking on them. Yeah, and this is a sea change in
0: in legal practice because you know that moral component just didn't yeah. exist, especially in the record industry. Yeah, I mean the record industry is brutal, mm-hmm. and you know just the idea. And and look, and part of this is the stars own doing, but they don't know enough. Right. When you take a sixteen or seventeen year old kid, and all of a sudden they've got fame and money that they want to they want more and more and more they want to stay at the top so you know to some extent they will always try but sometimes the warning signs are there the flashing red lights are there And nobody is looking at them. In fact, they're turning
1: a blind eye to them. We've seen almost a direct parallel to young athletes. um, And, for example, NFL stars who come in at 21 years old, 20 years old, and are making a fortune, and they've never had this kind of money before. And there were were horror stories in a lot of sports, baseball, basketball, football, the big three, about kids getting this kind of money up front and then doing horrible things with it. And the NFL has been out front, really, on this issue, and they now – Mandate financial advising, life advising for young kids because they say they saw the same things. Now the difference there is they're incentivized to keep these young people healthy for as long as possible. The music industry almost seems incentivized. It's the opposite. Has been to push them as hard as possible. And the woman you had dinner with seems to be taking a different approach. Now whether it's financially viable for her, she's obviously successful enough. She's Yale educated the whole thing. Yeah, but she
0: she is, and she's actually gone off on her own. And the clients that she had in the firm she was working at pretty much came with her. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, it's just a really interesting and, and, and her practice is thriving. And I, the way I understand it, a lot of these young stars appreciate it and actually do sit down and talk to her because nobody else will. Yeah. And they want to vent and they want to talk and they feel it. Just nobody listens. She's listening. And what I found really interesting is there are probably other people like her in law practice these days and in other areas. And, you know, we, you know, sometimes I, you know, will go after Gen Z for various things. um, Yeah, you've been an anti-woke kind of person or critical of the woke movements. Yeah. But in this
1: case... I, I think there's some, there, There's real value in what she's doing. It's interesting. Justin Bieber is an outlier because he was so insanely successful, as successful as any artist ever at the age that he was. At 12. At, at 12. I mean, he's right there with Michael Jackson and a couple others who had this enormous fame. And, but what about the artist who's, who's doing okay, is touring, is getting gigs, but needs to perform... To just to to pay you know to, to make ends meet or to get their star established. What about those? It must be much more difficult to say to those kids. I know you're not doing great yet, but you don't. Okay, but we're going to take a long term view. I know at at 17 or 18, I never would have taken that count. Oh, that wouldn't have been uh that would have been i would have resisted that kind of counsel yeah but here's the thing
0: she is a counselor but she's not a parent so ultimately the artist makes his or her own decision right but nobody speaks to artists this way nobody sits them down and says do you really want to do it you seem like you're suffering you are you are exhibiting some really troubling signs and vent to me talk to me yeah and they can talk and maybe they talk it out and a light bulb goes off and they say you know what you're right or they say no i'm going to do it she's not going to stop them she can't stop them but somebody needs to have a voice but even if she can't
1: stop them she at can't least stop to them. have somebody that's she can't stop talking them. to you about these issues That's monitoring the key. your mental health making sure that she's at least putting the, the the you know the idea in your head that there's another alternative there's another way is We're, is important right yeah. but again it's
0: the artist's ultimate decision yeah but there is no voice, really. I mean, you know, people say there is a voice, and everybody says, "Yeah, we are paternal." But how many stars have we seen oh,
1: that just get driven into the ground? It's, it's incredible. Yeah, you, you worry. You have to worry about every single young star who comes on the scene. Uh, I mean, Britney Spears, another classic example of someone who clearly was not prepared either herself or her family to handle the kind of fame that she had at such, such a young age. But
0: you can just go down a you list can. of all the you people. Can. Anyway, I thought that was just really an interesting way of practicing law. When I first heard her talk, you know, she she really kind of explained it to me. And at first, I, I got to say, I was a little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: you know, it's a really that's... Sacrifice a br- money for the good of the health of the individual. It doesn't usually happen. And I don't right. even know that she's sacrificing money necessarily because well, she's still... Well, the artists are, right? Well, the artists are. Yeah, right, right. But,
0: you know, there's also a balance. And, you know, this is mm-hmm. something that Gen Z cares about and listens yeah. to and others don't. And I just found that really interesting.
1: If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Adidas, and Walmart, and even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. So download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Okay, I want to move on to
0: something we talked about on Monday because now uh, the heat is on. Uh, that th- there are really angry people out there who have been accused of racism, xenophobia, for daring to say during the pandemic that they believed or they wanted to entertain the notion that COVID came from a lab and not a, not a market on the street. Um, John Stewart, um, who is a very liberal guy mm-hmm. um, and a very smart guy, mm-hmm. uh, John Stewart tried to raise this issue. He was beaten down and he just launched yesterday. It's not about certainty or the the larger problem with all of this is the inability to discuss things that are within the realm of possibility without falling into absolutes and litmus testing each other for uh, our political allegiances as it arose from that. My my bigger problem with with that was I thought it was a pretty good bit that expressed kind of how I felt and the two things that came out of it were I'm racist against Asian people and how dare I align myself with the alt-right. The part that I don't like about it is the, the absolutes and the dismissive. Like, mm-hmm. fuck you, I'm done with you. Yeah, well, he's right. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly what people were saying. That, you know, fuck you, I'm done with so, you so- if you dare to raise the issue of the lab. Which, by the way, how is that... Any, how is that racist or or um xenophobic more so than saying it came from a, a market I mean it came from China right now the only issue is did it come from the lab or across the street at the at the wet market
1: it it, w- it wouldn't be the the, the difficulty that John Stewart ran into and his point is absolutely right right anybody should be entitled to a reasoned opinion it, it and and we should respect that and actually give it some quarter and if it turns out not to be right it's not to be right but what the difficulty John Stewart ran into is that the first people to come out and to uh, say the lab leak, to pro- profess the lab leak theory, were alt-right, hardcore, more racist. So th-
0: so then what we then are allowing is for them to completely co-opt conversation, which is ridiculous. It, it, ridiculous. R- ridic-
1: it is ridiculous.
0: And, and by the way, I, I will say this because, look, scientists did a really good job on a level – dealing with COVID, they also made a lot of mistakes and put out bad information, information they believed was true at the time, but came out. And I got to say, just as somebody who was watching this all the time, it didn't come out where they were saying our best guess is that you don't get COVID if you get the shot. It was you won't get COVID if you get the shot. Now, that's not true. And it may be what they thought at the time, but I don't think it was couched in those words, and it felt more absolute. And, you know, I think now when you take it to this level to, wh- you know, where did it come from? You know, now the FBI, the Energy Department, they're saying likely that it came from this mo-
1: – And I, at- I do want to hit that point just real the quick. The FBI just to, came out just so really so cl- strongly Just yesterday. so we're clear with not, the not Energy low, Department. Not, not
0: low level in the FBI. Yeah. The director of the FBI came out yesterday and squarely said – we not only believe now, but we have believed for a long time yep. that it is likely yep. that this came from the lab, I, not not I, low Department, level of confidence. I, I thought
1: the Department of Energy statement was weird. They said it's a low level right. of confidence that it's likely. That and makes I don't no don't know what that means. That makes no sense. It is it is really important point. I, I think that the scientists, the, the, uh, the Fauci's of the world, most people that are working in the administration, they had two parallel interests. Number one were to articulate what they thought the science was. And to your point, they never said, well, we think, but we could be wrong, because of the second interest, which is to get people vaccinated. And they realized that if they couched it as, well, we're not, we could be wrong, but we think we're right, that it would have cut down the vaccinations by a lot. And let me finish this point. I think you're right. And, l- and let me finish the point. The point is on the vaccinations, there are lots of things around the margins, but I keep going back to it. Because the vaccination, because we invested billions, I don't even know, hundreds of billions of dollars in developing the vaccine, and because of the policy statements issued by the Biden administration in the initial years, and by Fauci, even during the Trump administration, we got a vaccine quickly, and it saved millions of lives. And I don't want to lose sight of that in all the talk about, it, we need to hear both sides, we should have been more measured. We saved millions and millions of lives because of the ta- tactics that we took. Well... We're, we're, we're,
0: worldwide, yes, but I will say this: that Dr. Fauci, who I really respect and have respected him since the AIDS epidemic, because he did something heroic back then, which we, you know, don't have time right. to get into. But he did. So I've been a huge fan of his, but. If, you know, he has always said, we follow the science. We are not here to push a point of view. We follow the science. If you overstate, if you sound absolute that you will not get COVID, uh, you know, they were they flip-flopped on masks. It's not just the vaccine,
1: but look. Well, mass is purely political. They, they said that. Right? Well, they yeah. went back and forth yeah, yeah. on the
0: mask. It doesn't do good. It does good. You can wear a yeah. cloth mask. You can't wear a cloth. They, they went back and forth. And, you know, it, again, they were using the best knowledge they had at the time. But I think it was overstated as an absolute. And to your point, it was stated as an absolute about the vaccine. And yes, they wanted to prod people into getting it, which was a good thing. But the downside to that, that is going to linger for many, many years, is now that we've seen a body of work that everybody followed in science. We've never followed anything in science like we followed COVID because we were locked in. That's all we cared about. That's all we watched. And now all of a sudden, everybody knows that they were out over their skis on some of this stuff. So, n- the next thing that happens, people are going to start doubting and questioning. And I think that's the long term danger of overstating something for the good of the people because you have a byproduct that is going to create more danger down the road.
1: I, I can't disagree with the, the general point. I, I I would say that I think those doubts were going to seep in anyways. There's been so much traction, and not because of anything that the Fauci's of the world did, so much traction in the right, this anti-government, anti... I mean, there are people that, that, that make ridiculous statements about uh, you, you know, just oh, sci- scientists are always wrong. Right. It, medical science is always wrong to some degree. They're and wrong we, many times. We have to allow that. Right. But I'm not. Listen, I'm not saying don't but, say But it. I don't think they put it. Uh, yeah, and, they did. They uh, said you no. wouldn't get. Uh, no, every... no, no, no. I'm not saying that they, that they, they, they should. Necess- I mean, they have to go with what they believe is true. Now the mask things they didn't believe that what they've said is that they initially told people that masks weren't important. Because there was going to be a run on masks and they needed to, uh, to maintain the supply for first responders and hospital staff. Right. So they acknowledge we sort of maybe fibbed to the American people because it was in, in our, everybody's best interest. All right. So then they come around on masks. Now there are people doubting the masks. But statistically, the masks sort of stand up. I'm just saying that if we have two choices, which is one to believe what scientists tell us and the other is to question everything that scientists tell us. We're better off in the first camp. We just are. We, we just, we can't deny that there are naysayers about everything. I guarantee Jonas Salk was pelted with criticism. I understand with that, criticism. But, but at
0: the same time, Jason, there is a, you know, scientists are all well-meaning people ended up using thalidomide, okay? Yes. And there are a lot of things that they get wrong. Yeah. And I think if they're transparent about it, I think it's more palatable to people if they think
1: they're not telling us the truth because then it plays into the alt-right. But but for every thalidomide, which was a, 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 what, a, a menstrual uh, drug given to women that ended up causing horrible birth defects, for every thalidomide, there are a thousand yeah. drugs who have improved the lives. That's if right. All, if we couched all of those, well, well... It may end up killing so, you, so we're not quite sure. So Nobody's going to take them. So,
0: well, they, they have these warnings on all these drugs. On, Nobody pays attention to those things. But they right, have right. to. I, I got you. So, so what I'm you. saying, if they don't pay attention to that, if if the if they came out and said, look, here's the thing about this vaccine. We know that your chances of dying or getting seriously ill are drastically lower if you get this vaccine. I want to hear that. And that I've had four vaccines. Right. So, you know, and they said that and that and they said that. Yeah. But you could leave it at that. But you they didn't know. No, but they but yeah. they didn't know. So you say we don't necessarily know when you don't know, you don't say you're not going to get COVID if you, you get they a vaccine. No,
1: they, they were they'd seem and, and I'm, I'm not 100 percent sure on this, but I think that they felt as certain about the lack of transmission that the vaccine would would allow a uh, reduction of transmission as they were about the reduction of death. And they came out and said both things equally. It reduces transmission. Well, they were saying I, I, I gotta tell you, you and I were talking about
0: this. Yeah. And as they were saying you don't get COVID, I was running into people or talking to them on the phone and they said, I got COVID. I got COVID, I got COVID. And I'm listening to this and saying, is this, are these all just one-offs? Because I was yeah. hearing people telling me, yeah. yeah, I got vaccinated and I got COVID. Yeah. And I got vaccinated and I got COVID. Right. So, uh, you know, so we've all gotten vaccinated
1: and now have COVID. I know, but yeah. they
0: were still with this narrative. And I'm looking around, saying, "Why are all these people I know getting COVID?" Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not at all saying mistakes weren't made. I'm not at all saying. I'm just talking about. Saying. I'm just saying that you know, it, it all kind of feeds into the same thing. That you've got, you know, you, you've got people saying things so definitively that you can't have this discussion. Right. I mean, the right. idea that you couldn't talk about this lab theory. Because you were xenophobic, or I mean, everything is phobic in this damn world. You know, you you disagree with the party line, and you're phobic. You're racist. Right. You're this. You're that. No, you're not. Not always. There are times when
1: you can reasonably disagree. Yeah. And and you know what? You're xenophobic. You're racist. You're anti. You're you're not patriotic. You're, phobic, you're stupid. Phobic. 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 Wh- whatever phobic. it is. Yeah. Right. It's like no, I just
0: disagree with you on something. You can you can want to protect a a
1: group of people and still have a different point of view than others do about those. But but we run into a wall, right? Went into a wall with somebody who says, look, I only think that 100,000 people were killed in the Holocaust. I think it's been made up. I understand. No, I understand that. No, but but what do you say to that person? Don't don't be an absolutist, Harvey. You're telling me not to be an absolutist. <laughs> I don't actually don't think the Holocaust happened. I don't. I don't. By the think way, it, J- by the Jason's, way, I absolutely yeah, think the Jason Holocaust was just <laughs> devil's advocating. Yeah, yeah, devil's advocating. But but what do you say to that there person? There are people you can reach.
0: There are people you can reach. But the John Stewarts yeah. and the Bill Mars, they're people who who want to reach you and at least listen to them. Don't shout them down, don't call them phobic, don't call them right. racist, listen to them. These
1: are smart, educated people who just simply have a point of view. These are not and, and zealots or whatever. And yeah. they may be right. And they may be right. we we'll see you tomorrow.